Honestly, where I'm from, being a female DJ is unheard of. Especially when there's things like education, get married, be a lawyer, be a doctor. And I'm here, this young woman with my crazy pink hair, kicking down the doors, telling them like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this the right way and make my people so proud of me. Yo, peep it. I got another ODB story for you. So I get a call from Jimmy Iovine, and he's like, yo, we got this girl named Maya, you know, we need to make her a star. Jimmy Iovine don't play. When he call you, like, he knows you ready for the job. In my brain, how, what kind of scheme am I going to come up with to introduce Maya to the world? The actual record, like, ghetto superstars, right? First thing I did, the guitar that you hear, da 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 ghetto, and Maya's a star. So I was like, yo... I need ODB on this record because ODB, he's like the man. And people was like, yo, man, it's not easy to record this guy. Like, but I already know like this dude's a genius because I'm the one man on the A song. I never been taken out. I keep MCs looking out. I just I could so relate to his frequency, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, I'm like a a block rapper, like, you know, I, I enjoy the raw culture of the streets. ODB agrees to do it, and he comes to California. It's a movie. Before ODB goes to the studio, he has a lot of demands, right? And one of the demands is a shopping spree. And now he comes in the studio, you know, and I'm like, you know, and he's, he, peace God, you know, we do our thing. And then he goes in the booth, and I'm very excited. As a producer, I got ODB in there, like, you know, that's like Pharrell. I'm rolling the beat. Yo, Jamie, roll it. Okay, let's go, ODB. ODB's like. This call goes on for about four minutes. I don't want him to think like I'm getting weird, like I don't know what's going on. But then it hits me like he's literally calibrating his brain. Because we got like what's called an oscillator tone. And when you turn the oscillator, it's like, and you adjust the calibration. So I had to put this in a scientific audio term just to just make sure like I could just make it seem normal. Four minutes in, that verse that you hear from Ghetto Superstars, he starts to unleash the craziest bars from the seafloor on down. And to me, it's sort of like we hear like these stories of the rappers having beef. And we hear about the shootout. We hear about the drive-bys and the gunplay. But we never hear the cheeky side. Anything you could do to avoid the war, avoid it. And from that, the most beautifulest record came out of it. ODB, rest in peace forever. Let's start the episode. Y'all already know, run that back. We are rocking, rocking, and we're rocking you. 
I don't know which dance I should be doing right now. My connection with you is like super, super, super deep. My love for you is deep. Yeah, we could do music. It's like drinking water for us, you know? Cuppy, you're like a leader. I follow you on every platform. You as a black woman and the model that you represent in our world today is so important for me having a 15-year-old daughter. So this is my big introduction to you. Cuppy, what's good? <laughs> I'm allowed to I'm allowed to scream, right? Yeah, of course, because scream as loud I, as you want. I don't know whether anyone just heard that. Can I just say this is one of the most special moments of my career. And it's not just because you are so legendary, it's because I feel I too feel so connected to you and I feel like you you know what I'm trying to be, you understand it, yeah. you know what I stand for, and you know, you you took an amazing chance on me. Nobody has ever introduced me like that. So everybody, I'm gonna be walking different. <laughs> I'm like 50 years old, but it's like I'm 50 years old, Mick Jagger, cool because of people like you, you know? I think everyone knows we have a record together on my debut album. I cannot believe I have you on my debut album. Hopefully, before the show is over, you will finally give me my Nigerian name, yo. As we say in my, my language, Yoruba, Lagbara Olonru, you will come. By the grace of God, by the energies, you will come. I am gonna come. Um, this record, as, as a producer, for me, the most innovative part of what I do, right? I remember being in the studio with Michael Jackson. And what I loved about Michael is like long before like we had the internet, like he saw the world mm. and the sounds that he heard in his head, you know? He always connected a lot of it with Africa. And mm. the style of this sound that you're coming with. Um, can you talk to us? Y'all coming with a whole nother energy, a whole sound. I'm like a whole new student again. You know what I mean? And I'm excited. Sound just goes into this phenomenal, like round circle of life. And if you think about the African sound, you've used it in the past. It's other people's it's it's been other people's inspiration but what is happening is that like you say even with your people we are finally owning what is ours yes. and we are finally standing by it and being proud of it and dominating honestly where i'm from being a female dj is unheard of especially when there's things like education get married be a lawyer be a doctor and i'm here this young woman with my crazy pink hair kicking down the doors telling them like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this the right way and make my people so proud of me everything i do will either open a door or close a door for an african that's coming the little copies on the road in lagos that we haven't discovered yet and it is my job to make sure that i'm that ambassador for african sound and it's a big burden <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. So that's what's going on, and that's why these artists, like, I know, I know every single African artist you've met has probably been ridiculously passionate, right? Of course. I mean, the passion goes beyond. So I'm in New York, and the police shoots an African man. 41 shots. Okay. He's pulling his wallet so out, and he gets shot. And I'm going to think of the year in a minute. It's over 10 years ago. And I'm working on Eclectic, the album The Eclectic. I stop everything in the studio, and I say, mm. I got to write a song for this man. This song is Diallo, Diallo. Millions of people are going to pick this album up. Here's my chance to speak on an issue that's very important to me. And when I put Diallo on this album, the album explodes, the eclectic explodes. And while, I, while mm. I'm in America, I go, yo, man, I see everything exploding from the eclectic, but why? Like, the most important song to me is this Diallo record. And years later, I get this opportunity, and it's gonna be my first time to come to Nigeria. <laughs> and I have my motorcycle gang waiting outside for me, Charlie boy. <laughs> you know, this is real. And that's my that's my uncle right there, Charlie yo, boy. Yo, you know I'm telling you some gangster vibes right now, son. So, <laughs> you know, so. I want squad up, squad up. <laughs> and I'll never forget when I'm getting off the plane, I see a lot of signs being put in the air. And the sign said Diallo. Hmm. And it made me understand that the message that I was sending was heard. Like even if I didn't hear it in Brooklyn, like mm. in the middle of Lagos, the first thing I do is just go into the studio because I'm like, yo, let's go into a local studio. I'm so proud to be African. I'm gonna call my mama. Let, just th play this for me. So this is us in the concert. This is me. Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. yeah. When, see, when I come to Africa, oh. it's gonna change my I'm life. Talk to you. I 
about the things where they happen for my country. We say yes, it is when this record came out? Um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was a little Ni- bit. Yeah, so, 93. Africa and Haiti to me, the reason why I'm so strong and I never compromise my integrity for nothing is because understanding of where I really come from. Record, this Wale song, um, what was the inspiration behind that? You gotta break that down. Wale, I recorded, by the way, you know, I'm so proud to be African. I just have to say, before we talk about Wale, <laughs> that record, the minute I, I've heard it before, but you know, like you just never put two and two. I'm like, wow, this is the same clef that was singing about Africa back then. Mm-hmm. He's still singing about it now. Yeah, you, you took know, me back. You started talking. For, you took me back. This is nothing new for you. Yeah. And it's crazy because I have a record on my album called 54. Uh-huh. And it's about the 54 countries in Africa. Uh-huh. But you've, you've done this like 10, 20 years ago in your own way. Mm-hmm. So Wale is... It means come home in Yoruba. Mm -hmm. So that's the language that I speak. And it's a love song. It's a song about the best times I've had recently have just been being at home and just literally allowing myself to love me. You know, I remember my mom telling me like self-love isn't selfish. And that can also mean with your partner, that can be with anything. So Wale is literally like come home. Shoma Bami Deleo, that means come home will you not meet me home and i just think it's the most beautiful love song ever and let me tell you uncle clef everyone said copy what are you doing you're a dj why are you singing what are you doing stick to your own lane why are you trying to work with artists artists aren't gonna work with you and this was honestly such a scary record for me i'm so glad that i didn't know you were gonna be on the record because if i did (laughs) i'd have probably not been able to sing it you know when i first connected with you i i was going through obsessively your catalog (laughs) and i remember you had the perfect gentleman um video oh wow (laughs) 
Just because she I dances, go, go, it don't make her a hoe. Just because she dances, go, go, it Just don't go, make go, her a hoe. No, Maxine for Jared, she's So do you remember, it had a cowboy theme. Do you remember the video? Of course, because I am obsessed with cowboy movies. So within the Jamaican culture, you can constantly hear them going, rap, rap. Yeah, boy, wait, 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 yeah. Straight Western movies. If a man about to rob you, you'll know a robbery about to happen. Being that we was raised in Western movies, right? Do you know what my first reaction is? I'm about to give him a speech. You know, like when you see Django, before you pull yeah. out, and you be, you're, really you're going to give him the option. Yeah, in Western. Yeah, say, yo, listen. Yeah. You sure you want to draw? Because, you know, high noon, we not deal with no fuckery boy, you know. Somebody up to dead, you know. And you're like, yo, so there's always a... Listen, kind of <laughs> for Nigerians, our thing is Bollywood. I don't know why. What? Bollywood? No. Yes. No. I promise you. I promise you. No. After Nollywood, is Bollywood, then it's Hollywood. I got a chance to meet Nelson Mandela, right? And I'll never forget... Mm. And it was me and my cousin with Nelson Mandela. I only had one question. I have to know, what what did you ask Nelson Mandela? I said, hmm. explain to me this, King. What's the concept of if someone kills a member of my family? Because on my show, I got to be real with you, Cuppy. I said, if any man approaches mm -hmm. my daughter at 15 years old, I will be in jail at the end of the day. So I just want to understand, how can I forgive mm -hmm. someone if you just murdered a member of my family, like, and then I'm, I'm going to go to court with you, and I'm going to try to be, sit aside from you, and then... Look you in the oh, eye. Oh, we're going to have a reason? We're going to have a talk? Like... Yeah. Please, King, explain this one to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I watched you and suffer and suffer and be a doormat. Yeah, and what he said was, in order to break the cycle and change mm. the cycle, it can only happen if you find in your heart a place to forgive. And it's deep because it makes me think of Martin Luther King. It makes me think of Malcolm X. It makes me think of Gandhi. He says, because the hardest thing to do is to look at someone in the eye that has done hate to you and to say, I forgive. So how do you find that peace on the other side without also letting them basically use you, without letting them take your soul, standing for a cause with that Martin Luther King Mandela approach? How do you find that peace? Well, each individual will find their own peace, right? I try to become president of Haiti. They in the process tried. I would say besides losing my father, that probably was the hardest thing that I've done, right? You put your flag on your back and they try to literally take your people, turn them against you. And you literally watch this happening real time to you, Happen right? In front of, in front and you of like, you. yo, this is really fucked up. Like, I spent my whole life, like, fighting for this, and this is how y'all gonna come at me? The way that I found my peace was in the words of my father, right? And what my father said is, how bad do you really have it? 
right? Because at times we complain about current issues, right? So when we look at where I'm living right now, how am I living? This is an area 40 years ago, a man was probably outside. If he was my complexion, he would be hung on a tree. How bad do I really have it? So at the end of the mm. day, when you turn around and you say, I need a pair of sneakers, man, this week. I don't have no sneakers. Then you walk and see a man walking with an amputated leg. How bad leg. do you really have it? So at the end of the day, I was able to find my peace by looking peace. at the leaders before me. Toussaint Louverture, the Haitian general that Napoleon took and put inside of a dungeon and literally mm. watch him as he would go into the other side of Hades, and as he moved to the other side, he wrote, look, man, y'all could do whatever y'all want to do with me, but the seed have been planted. Yes. So this is how I was able to find my peace. I love what you said, Unc, because I think about it, you know, I could sit here, you know, so I've just put out my first album ever in my life. Now I could get into the game of modern music industry pressure. What are my streams? Where am I charting? What, what's my social media? But guess what? You're so right. It's about finding that inner peace. The fact that I can even sing and express myself and make music is a blessing. Do you know how many people in my country are on the street begging for one minute studio time? Facts. I am comfortable and I am at peace and everything else that happens is a bonus. But also, we both know as black people, if you don't also stand for something, you'll get caught up and you'll get lost. So I think it's between that Malcolm X approach and also, of course, between that Martin Luther King. Because even, you know, when you look at history, you have to consider Mandela was a freedom fighter. He fought for them. He fought apartheid. He fought some of these things against him. That's why we look at who he is today. So you have to be resilient at the same time. We can't sit there. Even for me as a woman, as you know, I meet so many people that say, oh, copy, why are you a DJ? It's a waste of your degree. Oh, copy, your dad is so, so, so successful. What are you doing doing stupid music? I have to every morning fight for my cause. At the end of the day, coming to America, being Haitian, they said we had HBO. I said, what's HBO? They said Haitian body odor. Um, they at one time considered the Haitians to be the carrier of AIDS. We marched through the bridge and we said, hell fucking no. There was a movie yeah. called Stella Got Her Groove Back. In this movie, they yeah. mentioned the idea of Haitian and AIDS. And when I was at the MTV Awards, I stood up when they was giving my, me my award, and it was literally like, fuck the award. Like, let me let y'all know how us Haitians do. Mandela taught me just you have to look at people before you look at yourself. Meaning like yes. the same thing like my dad really said it. So at the end of the day, um, you're amazing. Um, can we play this Wale track? I'm so excited. 
<laughs> yes, we can play Wale. <laughs> Wale. Let's play this tune, man. Big tune, big tune, big tune. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. To copy this tune, press this. For your love, I could buy. Make it love from the mind. Private trips to Dubai. I'll be self-tell for life. For your love, I could buy. Not only did I hear that, I researched that. That was another thing that we have in common. I actually did a project with NASA, and I'm one of the first ones to take sounds from space, Jupiter, and bring back to Earth and put inside of records. Because when you start to put your actual being, like your environment, sonically inside of a record, that's definitely... Um, insanely amazing. And I gotta tell you, the record sounds sexy. Bob Marley, Turn the Lights Down Low. Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing, Wale. What do those whole three records have in common? There's a, a rebellion, a rebel tone inside of it, right? Because it doesn't sound soft. 
It sounds very beautiful, it sounds sexy, but there's still something revolutionary about this woman, you know what I mean? I had to pull from everywhere, but I love what you're saying about Wale. Even your vocal delivery, it's almost this, like, it's coarse, it's in your face. It's a sweet love song, but we're not singing it. You know, it's dominant, it makes you, it forces you to make an opinion, and I love it. Yeah, military love, you know what I mean? That's what you're saying. Yeah. You know it's Nigerians. Nigerians were extreme, why this or that, no? Yeah, I know that, man. So, long time ago, this man mm. approached your uncle. His name was Chris Saka. He said, Hey, dude, so I have this idea, and I want you to be one of the first ones to come launch it in San Francisco. He says, this is going to be real innovative, and if Chris Saka is listening, I hope you are, because you should have told me to invest in a fucking concept. So Chris Saka goes, it's going to be 144 characters, and people are going to... Like, and I'm like, Chris, 144 no. characters. I'm like, no. He's like, Clef, I'm telling you, people are going to want to be like, oh, I'm just having eggs today. Oh, I'm just, he's like, yo, this is where the universe is, is going. Gonna, I'm like, nah. I'm like, the, I'm like, the, the texts have to be longer, Chris. He's like, no. Oh. Clef, I'm telling you, People just want to wake up and uh, be like, yo, I'm having a bagel today. Uncle, how you, how you, how you going to miss out on Twitter? How you going to uh, do listen, that? Listen, I missed out on Twitter, but after Twitter, I said I ain't going to miss out on nothing else. So I pay close attention. <laughs> <laughs> so. But listen, I, this is an opportunity to, for me to plug this. Let me just tell everyone. Africa is booming. There is so much innovation. There's so much hunger and ambition from the young people. Do not sleep on Africa. So much opportunity there. I agree with you 100%. And this is why one of our companies called Carnival Group, I raised $25 mm. million dollars, um, with wow. my publishing company. I know, company. that was huge yes. news. And for me, I've never seen the... I've never distanced Haiti and Africa to me because it's the same way. They'd be like, yo, Haiti dangerous. And then somebody goes there and they make exactly. billions and billions. So for me, I'm definitely looking into my hometown of Africa. You know, one of the things that I feel is part of the future that I want to invest in is, um, you know, digital banking. Because at the end of the day, as we move towards the future, um, I feel that, you know, I want to be part of that structure. Private sector is very important because the private sector is who provides the jobs. We have to garner generational wealth. And in order for us to do that, we have to make Africa stronger. It's something that's going to come sooner or later. And I think now that we're seeing, like you said, we're seeing the burner boys, we're seeing the cuppies. You know, Spirit. people are saying that, yeah, I, I can make a proper living out of this. And guess what? It's no longer about Africa to the world. It's literally making sure that the world is coming to Africa because we don't need to follow them. We are the next trendsetters. I have to ask you something really important, Uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, before we finish this off, I just want to ask you, how do you feel about, it's a sensitive thing. A lot of people from back home, they're saying people are using our culture. How do you feel about that? They're using the word cultural misappropriation. 
they're copying, but they're not paying homage or crediting, especially what's going on. Some of the biggest and best of, you know, the international scene are tapping into Africa. What do you think? This is what I'm going to tell Africa. Be very careful. They do it to the Caribbean. What a lot of producers do is now they literally are copying what's called culture. Afrobeats is not dun dun, bump bump. You know, it's not no. Afrobeat is a feeling. Like it's like 100%. it's like dance hall. Like you can't copy a feeling if you do not acknowledge this moment right now. What's going to end up happening mm-hmm. is you like damn. Somebody just made 2 billion, they about to make 5 billion, yeah. then 10 billion, then build the app and make another 50 billion all based on the culture of what you created. So at the end of the day... Okay, you're just throwing, you're throwing those numbers No, but like, I'm saying it's real. It's Keep in truth. mind what I'm it's saying to truth. you. So now, in saying that, Cuppy, you're going to have musicians that are inspired by different musicians. I was inspired by Bob Marley. And at one time in my career, people was like, yo, he sound like Bob Marley. And then it became 911, and then they found their way. So we are excited about what's going on in Africa. And all I urge everybody to do that as you're using African culture, please make sure that you are incorporating the African artists and everything that you do. And then when you get these awards, make sure you don't only say, I want to thank this. No, tell them that the continent is booming. Tell them that we are open for business. Bring people back to Africa. Use African artists, you know, and I think that I think collaboration breeds success. If if collaboration was not something I believed in, I would never have had the opportunity to have you on a song. And look at what it's come. And I know our story is just starting. We have more and more, but yes. we can't talk about that yes. now. Time is running out. I'm gonna let you go, but next time, I need to have a conversation with you on who your mother is and who your papa is because what they have created is one of the most amazing things human beings. Thank you. And I, I, I can only hope that I make all of you proud. I really do. I am trying my best. Dope. And where can we watch the show? Yes, I have the only African show on Apple Music. Talk, it's every Sunday. Talk. So everyone needs to come through every single week. We're celebrating the biggest and the best. And I have a playlist on Apple Music as well called Africa Now. And it is the biggest and the best from the continent. Let's support African acts, not just Nigerian. You know, you mentioned so many other countries. So, you know, Uncle Clef, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you and say, can you work with more Africans, please? I know you've been doing it, but let's see more. 100%. You know, I go back 25 years from Ethiopia. You spoke of Ghana. Fuse antenna before the explosion. Hey, she didn't do me while I was there, you know. So I I start with myself. (laughs) We'll definitely continue. And you look collaboration is much stronger than division. Next time you might see me, my beard will probably be pink 
and my face I'll be green, you know what I mean? Celebrating. Well, let Kathy. me tell you, Uncle, I will be one of the 10,000 people at the airport ready to pick you up from Lagos. Facts. I love you, my niece. Love you too. Thank you uh, so much. Love. Everybody that knows me, that really knows me, knows one of my most favorite part about music was the era when I could literally go into the vinyl store and just go from section to section being like, yo, let me grab these samples from Brazil. Let me grab what's coming out of Mumbai. So let me put y'all up on something that I discovered that I think is pretty amazing. The kid name is Kitty, right? He was raised in Ghana and he studied economics and information studies. The reason why that's fascinating to me is because remember, we always, in my stories, I'm always like, yo, when you come from the Caribbean, there's three things you're gonna be, doctor, lawyer, engineer. So the idea of education is definitely instilled um, within um, this culture first before the idea of you're gonna do music. So I think we relate in that way. The other way I relate um, with Kitty is the fact that he don't play one instrument, he play multiple instruments. And another connection for me is the producers are famous now. Like the producers more get a name, like you could throw a tag and you could do all that. But back then the artists were more the, the stars. So when you can be a producer, a writer, an artist, and you know what I mean? And you got the look to go with it, baby. That means they call you what's considered a triple threat. So this kid, Kitty, right here is a triple threat. I got a girl, she a London thing. She wanna roll one, smoke one thing. I want to give her a diamond ring. But she say other girls like fine thing. She make my heart beat, say like, say boom, boom. Next time you're in Ghana, I'll take you to bloom, bloom. When we done, we go go home and boom, boom. Hop on the wagon. Baby say vroom vroom Say cheese, take a picture Shaga post, make a see, take a picture Say cheese, take a picture Shaga post, make a see, take a picture Say cheese, take a picture Balaba, 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 balaba So Wyclef, I want to get into something today that I found trending that I thought was so fun and had me feeling really nostalgic and just had me thinking about the period that you started putting out mega hits. So I want to talk to you about that. I want to get into that today. That's but a mega hit. You know hit. who's my mega hit star though? Bob Marley. I agree. Every hit, every song of Bob Marley is a mega hit. And when he was alive, it was no mega hit. That's the mega hit. You dig? You're right. I agree. No, I thought you was going to say um, your guy, Al Green. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> Let's rock. We're not going to argue today. This, this fun trending topic I found was called If This Was The 90s. 
I mean, just thousands and thousands of tweets and just a couple of the ones that I thought were kind of funny. If this was the 90s, MTV would be playing real music instead of only TV shows. I like that one. If this was the 90s, Backstreet versus NSYNC would be the toughest decision people would have to make. If this was the 90s, it would take 10 minutes to download this tweet. Well, that's true. If this was the 90s, I would be making mixtapes for my friends. Wow. And guess what? You would be making mixtapes in the 90s for your friends. That's the original podcast. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. the truth. Yeah. An actual cassette tape. If this was the 90s. Wow. I, I hear going. a song. I, I hear a song coming, Maddie, but go ahead. Keep going. So I'm curious. It's it's I just wanna run that back with you. Why, Clef, if this was the 90s, what would you be doing? Wow, just so you know, a song is gonna come out of this. I just got inspired. Do I get publishing? Wow. In order to get publishing, you have to write a line. I wrote a line. Which is what? If this was the 90s. <laughs> Yo, everyone who's listening, <laughs> it's a female Suge Knight. Y'all see what's going on. Um, if this was the 90s, I'd definitely be rocking a lot of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like, all my, like, my jewelry's in the vault, and when I go back and I look, and I'll be like, yo, why was I so obsessed with jewelry? I think it's the same reason I'm obsessed with Basquiat. Like, I'm obsessed with... Okay, so you, you had a jeweler in the 90s? Yes, I did. All right, let's work. Let's work. It was a woman. It was a woman, woman too. from yeah. where? Yeah, she worked in um, in the Diamond District. She had like in one New of York. those boots in New York right. in the Diamond District. All right, she so was you, dope. Okay, but you know what was competing with New York with the jewelry in the nineties? Nah, Texas. Oh. The rappers from Texas uh-huh. had some amazing jewelers. Okay. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like it was so crazy. Like we. Um, we ain't even thinking Texas. So I used to have a lion head, like all in diamonds. And I was amazed by how it was put together. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, that amazed me. And people would be like, yo, rappers is always obsessed. Spending their money, buying all that jewelry, yeah. they don't gonna go broke. But you have to understand, there's something about fresh. Yeah. And Fresh is like, we can go back to rockers, right? Punk rockers. We can go back to, like, Liberace, right? You were saying Elton Elton John, John, right? We can keep going. Um, So there was something about, like, if this was the 90s, the the, the level of fashion, and and I would definitely be, yeah, I would be pretty dripped out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. What else, what else did you do in the 90s? Um, I would say in the 90s, I'd probably be going to a Biggie Smalls concert, opening up for Biggie and Puffy, and leaving New Jersey, coming oh. from Newark, um, going in 60 seconds. I remember that. What, like, we literally was flying wow. to get to that concert. Let me think. For me, if this was the 90s, I could, I could freely be wearing these earrings, and nobody would think I'm just being nostalgic. It would be for the time. I would be wearing super dark brown lip liner with the palest lipstick I could possibly find. Um, I would be obsessing over Michael Jackson and, and, and Prince 
and definitely be trying to figure out how I'm going to get Prince to marry me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It made me start thinking about 2020. Mm -hmm. And everything, you know, a lot of people have said in 2020, they wish it just would go away. Like, can, can we please <laughs> go back to 2019? I see some people saying, I'm going back to 2019. Anybody want anything? Mm. Right? So, you know, what I want to get into is what the lifestyle change has been in 2020. You can't come through this house here without a big ass thermometer. We respect, like the one, the guys behind the cameras, they have on masks. So don't think like we trying to pull a stunt where, you know, the idea of like, yo, y'all saying that shit and y'all ain't practicing. Man, listen, I got a doctor at the front door. The thermometer is this big. Um, and we all are monitored and we watch each other. So let's start off by saying that. Like you have to protect each other. When it's trying times, that's when people get most, that's when they get most together mm -hmm. and they make things happen. So the way that I co cope with this is every action has a reaction mm -hmm. and you can work on making a reaction better at times. So at the end of the day, we all could have just been sitting here moping like, yo, you know, we could have, what are we going to do? July's come. What you going to do? Like there's 30 million things to do. So we want to encourage everybody to definitely keep going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They always say though, amongst like, when things look like the darkest, that's when mm -hmm. light's gonna come. So I think we all have to hold on. You know, at times we talk about like mental, um, mental, mental health, health. Yes. yeah. And so I think this is definitely a time for us to make sure that we are staying in communication yep. with those that we love. Give them a call every day, if because it's different. I would say now is different than then. They actually, you know, especially like people who are just sitting around trying to figure out what they're gonna do. So if you love somebody, make sure you give them that call every day. Just give them one call. I agree. Once again, amazing things we got into. Thank you for having me, White Class, on Run That Back. Some people was like, yo, when you wrote Sweetest Girl, what frame of mind you was in? Da 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 High school, she was that girl that made me do the hula hoop around To get a peek again, she's at High school, she was that girl that made me do the hula hoop around to get a peek again, she's a dead. Never thought that she would come and work for the president, Mr. George Washington. Where my money at? She bought because she had a good day, bad day, sunny day, rainy day. All you wanna know is where my money at? Close legs don't get fake. Go out there and make my bread. All you wanna know is where my money at? She ended up in a wrong car, bruised her scar. All you wanna know is where my money at? She bought. Because, yeah. See, I'm a JLU, like who told me? Cash rules everything around me, singing dollar dollar, be we all here. 
Lord, I love me, yeah, yeah. See, I'ma tell you, like who told me, cash rules, everything around me, singing dollar, dollar, me, yeah, yeah. Dollar, dollar, me, yeah, yeah. Mini, 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 mini. Money, 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 money. It's just the world crazy. Yeah, try to say it. Mini, 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 mini. Money, 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 money. It's just the world crazy. They're like Cliff, what that mean? Ask Beanie Man, yo. See, I'ma tell you, like who told me? Cash rules, everything around me, singing. La la la, boo, yeah, yeah. La la la, boo, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy because Sweetest Girl, a lot of the new generation, they know me for that song. They don't even know the Fuji material. So that's kind of crazy. And the Fuji fans are probably waiting for the beat to drop. Like, what song is this? When did I miss this one? DJ Cuppy, my niece, this episode was amazing. And I hope everybody understands it's a big world. And all I'm saying is, look, when we are watching like the news around the world, don't just like give us what's going on in one part of the world. The internet has unified all of us together. So we want to know what's going on all over the world. And Africa plays a big part of it. So we look forward to more great music coming out of um, Africa. Cuppy, you incredible. Whenever I'm in London, if you can let me borrow one of your amazing rides, I'd really appreciate it. Your boy Wyclef, DJ Copy.